Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. My name's Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in ShareYourStories.online. Today with me, I'd like to introduce you to Adita Atek, who is an author, a coach, and a speaker. And Adita joined us in the guest blog series with her book, Awaken Your Inner Leader. So today we're going to talk a little bit about how business has changed since that time, and Adita joins us from Burlington, Ontario. Welcome. Thank you so much, Trish, for having me. And it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Yes, it seems when I look back 2018, when the book was published in 2021, I think it's like two different worlds. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yes, yes, so much so. Um, so I don't even know where to start. I will start. I will try to make everything long story uh, switch to a short one. Uh, many changes in my business because just before the pandemic started, not knowing anything is going to be happening this way, I completely switched uh, my my business focus from the general professional community and corporate executives to working very specifically with women CEOs and founders and entrepreneurs and you know women who are in charge of companies because I felt um, uh, based on my prior experience that that was the place where I really wanted to focus. That was not just where my heart was, but that was something that I really felt was was a deep need because women have so much to juggle. Um, often when we have ambitions and we have great visions, but we also have families and we have other responsibilities, it sometimes ends up being too much. And, uh, and the woman in the middle of all of that, all of those other things <laughs> that are circling around around us, it just gets to be a little bit uh, too much chaotic and, and, right. and it can sort of... Um, um, what would be the best word for that? Just, just take the, you know, um, just weaken us, I guess, in a sense. So right. how can we really stay whole in the process and achieve so many things at a, at a, in a place and at a pace that is, that is suitable for us. Now I know that you have a family. Yes, I so do. How is that? I mean, you're a, a female executive, so I'm going to ask you the question, how have you found navigating this sort of chaos that we've all been dealing with in the world in the last year and sort of aligning your own personal and professional goals and keeping all of those things, all those ducks in a row, juggling all those balls. Yeah. So for me personally, um, I, I have always said this one thing, you know, I am a mom first, I am a family person first, then I am an entrepreneur. And I know, you know, it's not for everyone that way. But interestingly, yesterday I was um, I was listening or I was reading a little bit of a presentation from the CEO of Google who said, you know, we have all of these different balls to juggle, the family and the work. And he had some other ones. And the work ball that we juggle is a rubber one. It always yeah. bounces back because so it's going true. to come back to us day or night. Yeah. But the many other things like family or health, they're made of glass. Yeah. And when we don't catch them on time, they shatter. And then we have to rebuild them often. And that was such a beautiful metaphor for that. So I really focused a lot, you know, especially during difficult times, you realize what really, really matters mm -hmm. is your mental, your emotional health, your relationships, and how you contribute to the world. Um, I know material things matter, uh, but I think unless you have that base, um, you know, solid health, nothing else is, is relevant. So um, we have definitely, you know, dealt with sometimes isolation and loneliness but because we have created 
uh, practices and routines, you know, and game nights and walks in the nature and everything else, I actually think that we have grown closer during this time. Um, and, you know, you know, my baby, she just went to university, which is hard to believe. Right. And, um, and, you know, it was like literally a month and a half of dedicated time finding off-campus housing in the craze of the COVID uh, situation. So I was so glad we had this flexibility. And, right. um, you know, that's one of the things that working for yourself provides. It's a lot of risk, but it's also a lot of benefits and flexibility. So it all depends which lens you, you are looking use. at your life with, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to ask you, now that we are sort of things are somewhat normalizing and we're all kind of, uh, you know, we've taken a look at our strategic plans, especially for fall, because I don't think that, you know, September of this year has really sort of shone the light on the fact that we're now moving into a whole new uh, realm of, of doing business. So in terms of your moving forward strategy, um, how have you found the female entrepreneurs that you work with? Are you finding that they're looking, they have a positive energy and outlook for the future? Or are our folks still a little bit skeptical and holding things close to the chest? Uh, I think there's a lot that they hold on to, um, you know, despite the fact that they all, I mean, all of the women that I speak to, they, they want to have the optimistic energy and they are, you know, all are following motivational, you know, videos. I mean, you know, there's no shortage of these, like wherever you That's look true. everywhere, self-help. Yeah. But at the same time, I find many people, men and women, are still struggling inside because informationally we are overloaded. Yeah. Uh, but unless, and this is my deep personal belief, unless we have an accountability partner, somebody who is pulling us up, somebody who is making us do the practices and really change our mindset, because we can't do it on our own. It's very difficult right. to see the label on the outside of the box when you're inside the box, no matter how smart, how intelligent, how you know, how great we are. So I, I think that many women are still dealing with a lot and um, still carrying a lot of burden on, the, on their shoulders, although there's a lot of outwardly optimistic talk. And, um, and many of them are also struggling, of course, with uh, business challenges, you know, with cash flow, sure. because this has been a really challenging year. So many are, you know, postponing some of the investments in themselves and really find it challenging to invest some are really going ahead um so it's, it really really varies but i really feel that this was a transitional year in which many women and men realized that we do need to invest in changing our identities we need to become the new persona who can create that new thing we want and i just don't really think we can be back wherever we were in 2018 we just need to keep uh, climbing that spiral yeah, staircase of our growth yeah. And in order to change systems, which, you know, many are, of us are talking, I know you are also a CEO activator where we believe in changing the world for better and creating new systems. I also believe we can't change systems unless we change our identities, the way of thinking. And this is a radical change we need to go through. So our challenges are there. Um, some are more open to talk about it. Some are less open to talk about it, but more mm -hmm. authentic and more um, true you are to, to yourself. You realize that there's a lot of work that needs to be done. For sure. Now, in your book, Awaken Your Inner Leader, I know that, you know, when we do the research and we compile all of this information and we share it in the form of a book, even though we've gone through these really challenging, chaotic times, there's still a lot of really relevant, solid material that's available in your book that you're still 
I'm sure, you know, we all pull back on the, uh, you know, we go back to the pages and say, yes, I remember that and that worked and we'll modify it a little and it will work again. So if there was one of the things that you could sort of take or glean from your book that folks could sort of look back to and, and go through the pages and say, yes, you know, Adida was right. I, I can do this if I, if I take a look at it in this way. What would be one of the things from your book that you think that is as relevant today as it was the day that you published it? Um, amazing question. And I would just say the practices. I will be super honest. I read my own book two and a half years later. And I just said to myself, I'm going to read it like, you know, I have never read it yeah. before. Yeah. And it's, you know, amazing when we look at our own work, it feels like a different you know, something that, it, you know, it's kind of like a grown child that has taken right. on its own life. <laughs> its own, right. and, and I was I was reading it and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is still so relevant. So one of the things I would say to make the, the short answer to your question is go through the practices, because there are so many reflections and so many practices. Now, pretty much most of the chapters have them. Um, that those would be the most invaluable because I don't care how intelligent and how knowledgeable we are going to become about many topics unless we bring them into life every single moment, nothing is going to change. Because one of the laws, um, you know, I, I think it's used in physics, any system left alone, if you're not putting in sufficient amount of regularly putting in sufficient amount of energy leans towards chaos. So even with the best intentions, the best way we are, if we are not continuously with, with effort and desire, adding additional energy and changing our system, we are going to be leaning towards chaos. Right. And uh, that I really would love for anybody, if there's one thing they want to take away from this discussion, remember that any system, including yourself, is going to be leaning towards chaos unless you're pouring in consistently the amount of energy and intention into your daily practice in your life. So in terms of your own daily practice, I mean, we are what we preach, right? We have to, we, we have to internalize and believe the things that we write in the written word and that we share in our books. So share with our viewing and listening audience one of the things that you do on a day, as part of your daily practice that you feel really helps you with the resilience and the positive attitude in order to move into each day looking at it through a new lens. Yes, and there are so many things um, that I that I do. So I absolutely will share most of it that I can remember right now. So the big part of it, I never get out of my bed without really doing an intentional practice, connecting to my body, connecting to my breath. Um, then I pretty much almost instantaneously after that, I get up, I go and I uh, spend the time on the trampoline. I, I do some um, you know, what is it called? Uh, I can't remember the proper word for that, where you sort of work up your, your breath, you're almost out of breath. And for you sure, release your it. kinetic energy. Yeah. Yes. And, and I use an acuball for my feet to, to release some of the pressure from my feet. I do some weights. I have a very dedicated and, and diligent eating practice. So one of the things I have included, and I could not really write about it in the book because the book originally was the idea was to have it an ebook, and then it became a book. And I just thought I can't put more things into it. But right. one of the big things is really how we eat, how we right. sleep. Um, so the eating, the diet is incredibly um, disciplined in my life because one of the things I have embraced, especially in the world of COVID, is cellular and metabolic health. And that combined with a nervous system practice, it, it just makes a world of a difference. So the way I eat, when I eat, what I eat. 
Um, I have very dedicated practice in terms of when it comes to sleep, how I use um, circadian rhythm to my advantage. So I don't stay up late at night and I don't sleep in in the morning, which is because it's an extra day that I can sleep in. And all of those things, I can honestly tell you that I have as much energy than when I was young. I am the same weight as I was when I was at the end of the high school. We were just having that discussion with my husband. And these things don't come because of my wishful thinking. They come because right. I diligently practice and I drive my family a little bit nuts at the same time to do the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one of the really important things that I think we all forget as we age and we get into this, you know, hectic lifestyles that we certainly had pre-COVID was that we don't pay enough attention to our diet. So I totally agree with you. You know, what, what we put and what we nourish our bodies with has a tremendous effect on our mental and physical capabilities. Uh, and as we age, that just becomes more and more prevalent. So that's a really wonderful tip for all of our viewing and listening audience that, you know, we have to be kind to ourselves, right? Um, and if we're not kind to ourselves with food and positive energy, then how can we possibly uh, be a positive force when we're out there in the world interacting with each other. So that's really a wonderful uh, takeaway. And I thank you very much for sharing that with us, Adita. That's really wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, ultimately, we are a collection of trillions of cells. And we are going right. to be only as uh, positive and as healthy as the health of our cells. Right. That's very true. Now, one of the things that we do in the guest blog is we talk about three words of advice. Now, I know that your three words of advice are, I'm sure, as relevant now as they were when you shared them with us in 2019. So create, nurture, and practice are your three words. Tell us how relevant they are to you now today. Ultimately relevant, and I could take every one of these words in so many different directions, create your future identity. That's what you absolutely must work on. Create your metabolic health. COVID taught us that we are basically a condominium for viruses and bacteria. Unless we create this balance inside ourselves and symbiotic relationship, we're losing. The next one is nurture. Nurture who you want to be. This is not something you do once. And of course, pra of course practice goes hand in hand because unless you practice, nothing is going to change. It's going to be a wishful thinking. That's very true. I really want to thank you so much for spending some time with me this morning, because I find that our conversation has really invigorated me and inspired me to really re revisit my own daily practices and maybe tweak them a little bit uh, as we move into the fall season. So thank you so much for spending some time with us, Adida. And I certainly wish you and all of your clients all the best as we continue to try to navigate our current circumstances in business and in life. Thank you so much, Trish, and same to you, your family, and your clients. Thank you so much. To our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us today as we introduce you to the person behind the logo in another edition of Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. And if you would like to share your story in our marketing platform, please visit us at shareyourstories.online. We look forward to meeting you.